Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Hi, I'm Katrina Slade, and I'm here with Jennifer Helwing, and we are happy to introduce ourselves as your hosts for the Sacred Soul Podcast. In this episode, we're going to share a little bit about ourselves and answer some questions about our work, our spiritual journeys, and just our thoughts on living a spiritual path. Full disclosure, we actually recorded this episode once before, and it was a learning experience for us. <laughs> yeah, no perfectionism here, just uh, wanting to do the best for you guys. So let's get started. Jen, would you like to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your work? Yeah, thanks, Katrina. Um, so I'm currently working as a spiritual life and wellness coach, and I work with empowering people to deeply heal and find that inner peace, inner freedom, um, which is completely a path of spiritual growth as well. I think that a lot of people on the path of self-development can kind of end up on the path of spiritual growth. That's definitely uh, where a lot of people come to me from. So I think it's kind of related, definitely. And um, just some of my philosophy or kind of what I bring to my work is just this idea that when we heal ourselves, we're healing the world. So, you know, healing ourselves is the most important thing we can do. And healing in the, in the sense that I mean it as the great unbecoming, right? So it's finding the courage to let go of the parts of ourselves that keep us small and keep us from remembering who we truly are. But I also want to say too that I believe in embodied spirituality. So this idea that we're here now and so our sensations and our emotions are not working against us, but they're a beautiful gift um, that we can use to connect with our reality and the universe. Yes, that all sounds so exciting. It makes me want to be a client because <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly what I'm also in the process of doing. Katrina, do you want to tell us about your work? Yeah, I am in New Brunswick, Canada, and Jen is in Victoria, British Columbia. So we're on opposite yeah. coasts, but we're still, <laughs> we're still like partners in this project and this podcast and the sacred soul healing collective. It's just so fun to connect with you across the country. But I, I used to think of myself as just an artist, but over the past few years, I've realized that I am really an intuitive I, and, and I don't really like the word psychic because I think sometimes that has negative connotations, um, like from yeah. the manip manipulative people, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm really not like that. So I call myself an intuitive. I'm also a healer an energy healer, and I am an artist, a visual artist and a writer. I'm in the process of editing my book that I yeah. finished writing recently. Now I'm just editing and so excited for that. I'm so excited about it too. And <laughs> honestly, like just my life purpose is to raise the vibration of the collective or like of the planet. So I think it's really similar to you, Jen, like in your work. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. that also includes yeah. lots of healing, <laughs> healing for myself yeah. and like um, sort of supporting others on their healing journey. And also one of my life purposes is to heal ancestral um, wounding. So that's something oh, I've really yeah. been focusing on lately too, is specifically in the sacral chakra area and the root chakra mm -hmm. area. So mm -hmm. those are things I've been focusing on lately. Yeah. That intergenerational trauma is real yes. and it's so special, you know, it's, it's awful, but it's special to be that person to break the cycle. Yeah, it is. Cause if you, 
Honestly, I think many, many people have it, have ancestral wounding in some oh, on some line. Like think about you have four grandparents and they have grandparents and they have grandparents. Like there's just a lot that we've carried through the line, the ancestral line, mm-hmm. and we don't even realize it, but we're carrying a lot of that energy in us. So it's very real. It's very real. And it's so powerful to be that person to do that healing to start that healing process and intergenerational trauma you know there's also intergenerational healing right so when we're doing that work on ourselves and we're healing ourselves um, that also carries forward too and so even if you don't have children it's also just the light that you're able to shine can impact others and ripple out and so it's really powerful to do to do that work yeah not just for yourself, but for all the people around you. And like, when you raise your vibration, meaning like when you, like you were saying the great unbecoming, Mm -hmm. um, it really helps you to be aware of what you need to heal and how to heal. And it's just a lifelong process, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we kind of both deeply share that, that mission in life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to get to some questions? Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do in the episode today is we're going to kind of go back and forth and ask each other some questions um, and, you know, just share a little bit about our journeys and also give little tidbits on how you can navigate different things and challenges on your journey as well. Yes. Okay. So Jen, my first question for you is, what made you want to do this podcast and what do you hope to bring to the listeners? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's more of a who made me want to do this podcast because <laughs> it's you, Katrina. Oh. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I would do this if I was totally on my own. Um, you know, being an introvert, I like responding rather than kind of initiating things. And so definitely just having you here with me makes this so much easier for my introverted Ooh, self. Me too. I feel the same. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Two introverts kind of hanging out. It's uh, a good vibe, I think. <laughs> so, but uh, really though, I, I reflect a lot more than I share. Definitely. And so I'm excited to show up here and start, you know, bringing my thoughts and, and my, my ideas on some of these topics to to listeners and so that's really exciting for me Um, but underneath that of course is just this motivation to help people and if somebody listens to this and it makes them feel more empowered or more inspired or gives them that courage to kind of keep going or take the next step on their path then that means everything to me so yeah, yeah I'm here for I'm here for you guys I'm here for for anyone listening today I feel the same. I can just say same. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Katrina? I have the same question for you. Well, I've just done so much learning and like awakening on becoming over the past few years. And I'm finally at this place now where I can kind of like extend my hand out to other people and be like, let me help support you, you know, because I've received so much support from like people I've read books from like authors and speakers and teachers. And now I'm at this place where I'm actually really being guided by my guides, my spirit guides to like, they keep telling me to speak your voice, like not just like share, like in my book or whatever, like that's just writing. They're, they're like really prompting me, like use your voice and it's a really related to the throat chakra. And I've told you in the past, Jen, like I've had a lot of like blocks in my throat chakra and I feel like I'm at the place now where I can start opening it up more. Yeah. Like I've reached yeah. that level, I guess. And also just working with you is like so fun. Like we've done women's circles together before and I know we're a good team and I know like I can trust you to like be a good partner in this. So <laughs> It's, um, it's exciting to be doing this with you. And like, just the bottom line for me is I just want to do whatever I can to raise the vibration of the planet. And that sounds so like grandiose, (laughs) but, um, what I mean is like, 
for all of us, like listeners included, like everybody, if we can shine our light into the world, like it'll raise the vibration of earth, like of the collective of humanity. And, and so I'm just trying to do that. And I hope I can maybe inspire other people to shine their light and like listeners just remember that it might feel scary to shine your light, but the world desperately needs it. So I just want to like encourage people to, to be like their best self and um, do what they can to shine their light in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, that's really beautiful, Katrina. And thanks for sharing about your journey with your throat chakra and feeling called to kind of speak out and be that, um, the power of word, right? It's so powerful. We're literally creating things with our voices. So it's wonderful to, to be in that space where you feel empowered to create in that way. Yeah. And like when I've on my spiritual journey, I've done so much like listening of other people speaking like in mm. audiobooks or podcasts or like YouTube videos, like watching and listening. And I just think the more, the more content there is for people to like seek out and find when they're ready to like help them awaken and help them remember who they are on a soul level, like the better. So yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Jen, my second question for you is tell me about your relationship with spirituality and how has it evolved over the years? That's a good one. Um, I like that you say relationship. That's really what it is, right? It's, it's a relationship to the deepest parts of ourselves and to the truth of who we are. Um, yeah. So starting, starting, you know, when I was young, I think that uh, that connection began really, really early on for me. I remember being really young and just feeling this super strong connection with mother nature. Um, it was magical. (laughs) I remember really feeling that and looking back on it, it was kind of that greatest love for me was the love that I felt from nature and from the earth. And it was so, it was so powerful. And it was just a place where I would go to feel loved. And it was a place where I'd go to feel connection. And um, yeah, that, that kind of formed a lot of my early spiritual life was just that nature-based kind of connection to things um, and that quietness in nature. But I got older and it definitely waned that connection but you know it came around again in different ways every time so my relationship with spirituality wasn't linear it was like this kind of coming back around and around again each time what caused you to like lose that for a while being a kid and just doing doing stuff and you know I definitely still loved being in nature but I think I was a little bit more involved with other kids and like what was kind of going on around me rather than that kind of like checked out um introvert recluse hermit type that I sort of was before that age so yeah anyway so you know now uh it's so much more of a potent connection like it's stronger but it's so different it's very 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 different I feel connected to you know not only nature but I feel also connected to source and I feel connected to other humans in in a way that I never was before. I think a lot of that came from just learning to see everybody as a soul, like learning to see everybody as their true self and not the self-self that they kind of present to the Mm -hmm. world and just having that unconditional um, love and acceptance for others has helped me a lot um, to feel more connected, especially when I'm around difficult people um, because we got lots of those, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to remember, at least for me, I think you might be better at this than I am, but it's hard to remember that like everyone's going through their own things and Mm -hmm. they're all souls, you know, and that when you're around difficult people that you are one with them and that (laughs) love is like the the only truth. So yeah, Yeah, exactly. 
And I'll like, I'll share more about this a little later on, but, you know, as you know, growing up, I had long periods of darkness and which actually maybe disconnection is a better term, long periods of disconnection um, from spirituality and in times of trauma and times of, you know, mental illness and, and things like that, that uh, really, really molded me and shaped me and gave me a lot more wisdom and then every time I'd come back around again to that connection, it was a little bit easier. You know, it was a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more like coming home, a little bit more easy to surrender and to come back into that each time and just feeling like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm home now. Right. So that's just that kind of feeling got easier and easier every time. Yeah. I really like how you say it's like coming back around because like when we're born, we're just such pure like yeah. souls. You yeah. know, we haven't been conditioned by society, by families and everything. So yeah, it makes sense mm-hmm. that you were so open at a young, young age. And then as you grew up in your childhood, like it it kind of disconnected more because you became more and yeah. more conditioned, like we all do. Definitely. Yeah. And I had some hard lessons to learn and a lot of those hard lessons, they had to be learned in that state. Right. So I, I see that now and I understand that now doesn't mean it was easy at the time, but uh, I'm grateful for it now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's switch over to you. You have had a very different path than me, uh, but equally, equally beautiful. So I invite you to share a little bit about your journey and what brought you to this place where you are today. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it's a different journey than you, but there's lots of similarities and I think that maybe it's really relatable to people listening. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I like, I didn't grow up in a spiritual home and um, like, I didn't know this until I was an adult, but a couple of years ago, my mom told me that my grandmother, her mother was very psychic and she would like do a lot of Akashic records, like oh, journey. Wow. And like, she would meditate for like three hours a day. Wow. Um, and I didn't know that growing up. So I'm like, my mom wasn't like that when I was growing up, but now that I'm an adult and I know that it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But like as a kid, I was just always empathic but I didn't know what empath was mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm yeah. very sensitive and shy and um like I would hide behind my mom like when we went to the store or whatever and I think I was like unaware of the fact that I was absorbing everyone's energy yeah. and so I was like shielding myself <laughs> with my mom um oh I just got tingles in my legs when I said that I guess that's just like the truth it's like validation yes I feel that I too. get tingles when yeah. I when it's when something's like really real yes so really true yeah. um yeah and you know what since puberty like around early teen years I've been I've always been like really reactive so like if something bad happens then it makes me feel bad and if something if somebody near me is upset then I feel bad and then like You know, it's like as an empath, you don't realize until you realize it that your state is affected Mm. by all the external things happening. Yes, yes, a very external emotional landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm aware of it now, and I I have a lot better um, ways of managing that now. But I was always like since puberty, kind of at a moderate level of depression. Like I probably didn't look like it because I outwardly wanted to show the world that I was like, I was a happy person and that I was athletic and I was, you know, I was always with a group of friends and I always had a boyfriend ever since I was like 14, you know, and I was always probably appeared cheerful and like happy, but I always felt like I didn't quite fit. I didn't quite belong. Wow. And yeah. I think that like mild, like maybe mild to moderate, like depending on the day, depression was like disconnection, like you said. Yeah. Like I was yeah. so far away from 
who I was born as, like mm. as the soul version of me, like my soul, I was getting just farther and farther away because teenage years are hard. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like that's been my journey, like in my early years. And then I just went the traditional educational route and I went to university and then grad school and I became an art teacher which my mom was an art teacher. So I'm like following in her footsteps. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when I got my first job, it was in Tokyo. And that's the first time I started partying, like just drinking, like I wasn't really doing drugs, but um, so I was like a full adult Mm -hmm. when I started partying. (laughs) And I don't think I realized that like how much alcohol was affecting my state my it body. does it does yeah yeah so like that's more and more like disconnection right and so my job was making me so stressed I was getting physically ill like at one point the doctor said you probably have appendicitis because I was like in so much pain in my abdomen but oh yeah it wasn't it was just stress it was just stress like affecting my digestion like every time I ate I would have like really crippling pain when I when I was digesting and that's like now that I know oh that's like related to my chakras right Mm -hmm. like if any of you listening here have had like IBS or like digestive issues or just like anything on your in your body that's like flares up when you're stressed like that's definitely a chakra issue I mean you should definitely see a doctor (laughs) but I didn't know that at the time so I ended up getting married to a beautiful wonderful soul and just a few months after we got married I had this like huge breakdown and I was like I cannot do this job anymore the job was what was draining me so bad so yeah yeah. so I knew I had to change my life and I just like threw myself into masculine energy hustle grind world of like being a full-time artist so I went from being a teacher to being an artist and it's so hard (laughs) yeah um so that caused me to have like more depression and like more mental health struggles and I just knew that like there was a better way to live and I think if you're listening to this and you're recognizing in your life you're just like grinding and hustling and like just getting through the day like there is a better way to live and you can find that way if you like stop and like reflect and check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and get connected to your intuition so Anyway, the beginning of the pandemic, we, my husband and I were quarantined, you know, like everybody was quarantined at home and it just like allowed me to relax enough to like open my awareness, I guess. And that's when I first started having my spiritual awakening and I just couldn't stop reading. Like I was obsessed with reading near death experience stories Oh wow! <laughs> because yeah. it was like a normal person has an experience where they die and then their consciousness is still there. And then they go to another place. Yeah. A place that isn't on our physical realm. Mm -hmm. And then they can come back and tell, tell us about it. And like, I was Mm -hmm. so fascinated by that. And I was reading them like late at night. And then I just got so into reading books and like, I began to seek out more um, like Eastern medicine type things like I was going to acupuncture and reflexology and I learned about the chakras and then my mom told me about my grandmother and she used to get mail order courses because this was like Mm -hmm. before the internet and from from the Edgar Casey Foundation um he's like a pretty famous super psychic guy from like the 19 early 1900s like 1920s My grandmother was like a housewife, but she was like learning all these things in her time, you know? And when I found that out, I was like, oh, I can do that too. Like, I know I can. So I just had to learn. And so yeah, signed up for our intuition course. And that's where we met intuition development course. It's not special to me. Like anybody can learn 
how to how to meditate how to access different realms and spirit guides and and all that like anybody can learn so I'm just so grateful that my journey has brought me here yeah a lot of unbecoming for you a lot of big changes a lot oh my gosh I'm still working on it I'm still healing a lot and still realizing how certain experiences are impacting me today and but now I trust myself so much more Mm, yeah yeah and I just trust my gut more and my intuition more I'm in a better place now and like I still have a full spectrum of feelings you know I'm still human but I can just move through the lower vibrational feelings with more ease now you know instead of getting stuck yeah yeah feel that yeah definitely yeah yeah, that's a, that's a great way to describe it. Um, that we're moving through emotions, right? So it's not that we're not, we're not, you know, oh, I can't feel too sad or I can't feel too anxious or I can't, because of course you can. I mean, that's your body responding to things, but we can move through it. We can move through those things. Yeah. And if you're, if you're repressing your true emotions, like it's going to get stuck in your body and that's when like things happen in your chakras, there's imbalances or blockages or or whatever. And it causes like physical manifestations of stress or maybe more heightened, like mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's exactly it is for some people. I find that that manifests more as physical health problems. And for other people, it actually can manifest more as mental health problems. Yeah. Or both. Like I've had both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just grateful to be where I'm at and I'm excited about what else there is to come and that's a long-winded version of where I'm at now <laughs> yeah thanks for sharing all that it's such a such a beautiful story and such a windy journey like all of our journeys are right it's just this process of like going over here and then learning this and then finding our way here and right but we're all just coming back home to ourselves in the end yeah we're just coming back around and sometimes we're we're lost a little bit and then we come back around and that's a, that's a beautiful way of seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Jen, my third question for you is what would you say to someone who's just beginning to awaken and experience their life, you know, through the lens of their deeper awareness? What would you say to that person? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. Um, I say things to people all the time because <laughs> a lot of people that I work with are people who are are on that journey yeah. and on that path and having you know those realizations and those moments of those moments of hey um I want my life to be more meaningful to me than this I think that's sometimes where it starts for a lot of people is it's either the sense of like hey everything is wrong like nothing is right in my life and it's I feel so out of alignment or it's this feeling of wow, I want my life to mean more to me and it doesn't mean enough. I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I would say, and I think this is something really, really important, is that the only purpose or role of a spiritual teacher, so this might be in terms of like books that you're reading or like teachers that you're following, um, is to help you to remember what you already know in the depth of yourself. So it's really important to know that no one else can heal you. No one else can wake you up. No one else can give you anything that you need that you don't already have within you. So agency and spirituality is really important and we should ultimately be our own gurus. Now that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, look at things and learn from stuff, but it always comes back to this feeling of like, we are here to be connected Mm -hmm. and we get connected by going within. We get connected by going through our own souls and through our own spirits. And then through that, it's like a doorway through that connection. We feel connected to everything else in the world, everything else in the universe. So to kind of nourish that. And this is like what Katrina, you shared earlier about having those moments of getting really quiet with yourself and checking in, hey, what's in alignment? What's not? 
So if you're having anxiety, you're having yeah. fear, you're having depression, like listen to what that is saying to you. Yep. You know, I think sometimes we can want to like numb out or avoid certain yeah. things or, or just mm-hmm. get rid of the symptoms. I can't deal with it. I have to go to work. I can't have anxiety. I have to go to work. Right. What is your anxiety saying to mm-hmm. you? All of our emotions have voices and all of them have something to say to us because ultimately everything we feel is actually working in our benefit, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So you have to make being quiet a priority in your life. And this is harder for extroverts. If you're an extrovert and you're listening, you need to cut back all the distractions in your life and sit with yourself and really have those moments. And, you know, and it can look like meditation, but in the beginning, it might just look like sitting and thinking and just being with yourself for a few moments. So, yeah, and I feel like I feel like moms would have a problem with that, too, like moms with little kids, because they almost never have alone time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It might look like in the middle of the night, you're waking up and you feel like your mind is racing, like you can't sleep. You know, sometimes when you get woken up in the middle of the night, it it can be our intuition that wants to say something to us. And so it can be even those moments where you can just stop and listen, right? Or when you're driving in the car, maybe it looks like not having the radio on and actually just being present for a few moments. Yeah, I do that sometimes when I'm like, okay, I really need to check in with myself and I'm driving. I just don't listen to anything and pay attention to what's in front of me, but like just listening to myself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of sum this up, my, my recommendation is to follow a path of awakening that is experiential. So what that means is believe what you experience and believe what resonates in your heart. So, you know, be willing to surrender and just listen to that, listen to your heart, listen to yourself, listen to your body. Um, For me, there were many times in my life when it felt impossible to do that. And mm. like in, in the depths of addiction or, or trauma, it's yeah. like you do everything you can to avoid what's going yes. on inside, right? But those are the most powerful, most transformational and the most important times to go inwards and to connect with yourself. Um, when turning inwards and being honest with yourself is the hardest thing to do. That's when you've got to do it. So it's not pretty and it's not easy, <laughs> but uh, it can get really messy. It can get really messy. Um, Mm -hmm. to have those moments of realization that you need to change something big in your life. It can get messy. So just a warning there. (laughs) There's a lot of fear with that, like the change and realizing you have to change something. And Mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody who's having like a big realization right now? Like, oh, I need to change something in my life. And it's really scary. Uh, Seek support. Mm. Seek support. Uh, we don't have to make everything so hard on ourselves all the time. The most important thing we can do is just give ourselves some grace, give ourselves some ease, give ourselves some comfort through Mm -hmm. those kind of things. And so that looks like seeking support. That looks like cutting back your workload if you're able to do that. You know, it looks like having those conversations with your friends or even like seeking a counselor or seeking a coach um, if that's right for you. And just getting that support because you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And connecting to people. Like when I joined our intuition development course, it felt so good to like be in a group of people who were all like seeking the same things. And, and um, it just feels so good to be in communities, even if they're just like online yeah. of people who are like-minded or like going through the same things as you. Yeah. So even just finding people online who you can relate to or who can relate to you is um, really, really good for that too. Yeah. There's so many communities. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what you were saying at the beginning of your answer, it made me think of this like little thing I printed out from Pinterest. (laughs) And um, when I was going through a very hard time after I changed my career and I was hustling as a full-time artist, it was so hard for me mentally. And I printed out this thing that said, all that you seek is within you. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to remember that because I was like desperate for like, I don't know, change and success and like 
happiness and just fulfillment. And I just kept having to remind myself, like it's within you and you can't like necessarily get it from something else. You have to sort of open that up and awaken that within you. And that's, that reminds me of what you were saying. Yes, exactly. It's, we, it's not our, our job to go and seek love or happiness or joy, but instead to remove all of the obstacles you know, between us yeah. and those feelings. So sometimes those, sometimes those obstacles are external, right? So sometimes it does mean like making external changes in your life. But ultimately oh, yeah. what we're doing is we're removing everything that's between us and the joy and the love and the peace and all that stuff that we have within us. Exactly. I love that. It's just like removing, shedding layers of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of you know, pain or conditioning or whatever it is mm-hmm. that is blocking us from connecting with that exactly so while we're on this kind of deep dive here my question for you Katrina is a little bit different um what significant lessons or pieces of wisdom has your journey brought you so far yeah it's been a lot of hard lessons (laughs) lessons are never easy to learn like that's why they're lessons yeah um and I'm continuing to learn like every day I think it's a lifelong process, right? Like we don't just stop learning one day and like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. (laughs) But so one of my favorite lessons that I've learned on this spiritual awakening journey is to let the divine take the lead. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing this from my favorite author, Tosha Silver. She's like such a fabulous person to, um, read her work. I really loved her book outrageous openness Mm. it like really opened my mind Mm. to like these concepts and I just really love um practicing the things that I've learned from her which again is like I didn't she just helped me remember these things yeah right like yeah and they they sound so true to me Mm -hmm. so I know that that's that's real so I really like um she teaches about a parigraha, which means non-grasping. And so kind of like letting whatever needs to go, go and being open to whatever wants to come. Right. So like, if you're grasping onto something, your fist is clenched onto it. And if you can, like, let's say I'm really grasping onto, um, making more money and I'm like, Oh, I'm really grasping onto this concept. I really want to make more money, but you're closed off to everything. So if you can open your hand metaphorically and literally, you know, just letting go of the grasping and being open to what yeah, wants to come. Yeah, that alone will get you so far in life. Just that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just that. Yeah. And another another one that she teaches, and I really am sorry, I don't think I can pronounce this correctly in the Sanskrit word, but it's it's about detachment. And the Sanskrit word is vairagya. So I I tried. Um, But she teaches that this means without colors. So it's it's like seen clearly Mm. through like the tint that your desires are putting on your vision. Like if you're detached from the outcome, it's kind of a tricky one to practice in your daily life. But if you're detached from the outcome, you're like, if this is for my highest good, let it be so. And if it is not for my highest good, I'm open to receive whatever is meant to come. So not fixating on the outcome, but sort of detaching. It's it's very similar to non-grasping, right? But you're, so it helps you not to be a slave to your Mm -hmm. desires, Mm -hmm. um, which causes a lot of frustration and anxiety in people, I think. Absolutely. I have this prayer I say every day that's from I learned from Tosha Silver and it goes divine beloved. I offer all of my deepest longings to you. I invite in a divine plan beyond the mind's imagining. Use me for the highest good of all. And I just love, I love the sentiment behind that, you know, like asking to be able to be used for the highest good, you know, through your talents and your actions and your relationships. 
if you're just open and like non-grasping and like you're consciously and intentionally inviting in the divine plan and inviting in whatever is for your highest good, then it will help you be on the path of like living in alignment with your soul's purpose and your soul's um, intention to, to be here at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, like even saying that prayer is scary, right? Like for, for a lot of people, even just saying that out loud, that they're willing to surrender is very, very hard. It is scary. And I've only, I've become better at it and I'm still not good at it. Like I'm writing this book and I'm really attached mm-hmm. to the outcome of getting yeah. it published. <laughs> I really, really want it to get published because I feel like that's for the highest good but that's just my human brain and my Mm -hmm. ego telling me that. So I have to like practice surrendering and, you know, I still have to practice the surrender thing often. Actually, I practice it every day. It's a practice. It's not a, you know, it's always Mm -hmm. a practice. Yeah. Something, something I could suggest if, if you're listening and you feel like surrender is something that's really hard for you is you can use something like what Katrina shared, but instead of saying, I'm willing, you can say, I'm open to being willing. And that just invites a little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of courage, but also it keeps you a little safer because you're just waiting almost to receive that willingness. Mm -hmm. You're waiting to receive that energy that allows you to be willing to surrender. And I've heard people doing that. And I've done this before too, with like, if you need courage to do something, you don't have to fool yourself and say, I'm courageous because you're not feeling courageous. You're feeling scared, but you can ask for, may I feel courageous? May, may I be, you know, infused with the energy of courage or, you know, you can just ask for the support that you need to practice these, these lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for just the way you phrased all of that was beautiful, Katrina. Thank you. So another lesson that really helps me to deal with like all the difficult situations happening in the world is um, seeing it from a higher perspective. I can illustrate this is through a a famous parable that I've heard. And I I think a lot of people might've heard this before, but I'll just try and go through it quickly. So it's the parable of the farmer. There's a farmer and he has a beautiful horse and all of the villagers are saying like, oh, you have such a beautiful horse. You're so lucky. And he says, yeah, maybe. And then the horse runs away and he can't, he can no longer earn his income because he needs the horse to earn, to, to do the farming. And the villagers say, oh, what bad luck. And the farmer says, yeah, maybe. And then a few days later, the horse returns and it brings with it like three wild horses that came with it back. And so now the the farmer has four horses and he started with one. And the villagers say, oh, wow, what good luck. And he says, yeah, maybe. And then the farmer's son is like training the horses and trying to break them into being trained. And there's an accident and he falls and he breaks his leg. And so the farmer's son is like incapacitated with a broken leg and the villagers are in shock and they say, oh, what bad luck. And the farmer says, yeah, maybe. And then like the next day, the army comes through and they're recruiting all able-bodied men, able-bodied young men to fight for the army. And to go to war, but they see the son's leg is broken and he can't go. So they just tell him to stay home. And so the villagers say, what good luck. And the farmer says, yeah, maybe. So like it, that's the parable. Have you heard that before? Yeah. 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 I love that because it really shows you like you think something bad is happening, but you don't see the higher reason, the higher perspective. Like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening in the world? If you're listening and you can think of a time in your life that felt really hard and now you can see it from a higher perspective and with, you know, time and, and perspective, you can see that 
you actually gained a lot from that experience, even though it was hard, you know? Yeah. So if, yeah. if we can keep that awareness and when something comes to us in the present moment that feels really hard, or we see something happening in the world that's so heartbreaking or tragic or hard, just remember the parable, remember to trust that this is happening for a reason that we can't understand right now, but we will. You know, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards, right? So there's no way to, there's no way to know. And that's just it. It's like, you, you can't waste energy trying to understand. Oh, I wonder why, you know, why? Well, maybe this, maybe that, right? Just let it go. Just let it go because you can't know and you won't know until sometime in the future. That could Mm -hmm. be five years later, could be, you know, a lifetime later. There's always going to be some bigger picture that we can't see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've had, I've had moments like that too, where I've, there's been things that were really negative that happened to me and there's been moments where given the time, given the space, been able to just look back on it and actually cry with gratitude. So you never know, like you really never know, right? It's that idea that everything's happening for you, um, even if you can't see it. Yeah. 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 Okay, Jen, my fourth question for you is, what were some of the biggest fears you had when starting your spiritual business? And if you could talk a little bit about how you work through the fears and how maybe you've learned how to trust your intuition and just speak to that. Yeah, that's a really, really great question because, you know, there might be some people listening who are feeling called to be an entrepreneur or be a spiritual entrepreneur. And, and uh, so I'd like to share some of my own struggles. I think that would be helpful. Um, first thing, and I think if you're intuitive, you can kind of relate to this, but sometimes we sort of know our calling before our time. Mm, that's what it was like for me so I knew my calling but it wasn't my time for a long time and so it can feel sometimes like okay I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing I'm not living my best life or I'm not being my best self or something and you can feel this pressure from where you are to where you feel like you're supposed to be and like how do I get there like if you don't you're not ready yet like you don't know how yeah it's important to know that while it's important for us to listen to that and step up and start making changes towards that we also need to understand that all will unfold at the time that it's meant to mm-hmm. all will unfold when we are meant to step into that role yeah. and so a lot of the times a lot of times we can kind of see the destination before we know exactly how to get there. And that's okay. It is okay to not know how to get there or to feel like you're not ready because you're ready for exactly what you're being called to do in that day, in that moment. So this kind of relates back to what we said before was just having a practice of listening to your heart and kind of being connected mm-hmm. and being able to say, what am I ready to step into today? Or what am I ready to step into this mm-hmm. week? And it can look like that. And so that, that journey can be, it can be step by step and it can be like piece by piece, but for any entrepreneur, and you'll learn this if you haven't already, it will challenge you. It will challenge you to face all of the, (laughs) all of the most difficult things about yourself um, all of your limiting beliefs, all of it, and it will challenge you to work through every Lots single shadow work, <laughs> not to scare you. Um, but it's the most transformational journey. So of course, with something like that ahead of you, just taking it one step at a time. Yeah. Of course, there's, there's lots of other fears like, Oh, will I, will I make money or how do I show up in this brand new way? Like, what will people think? You know, there, there's all kinds of these types of fears that I think people mm-hmm. have. And what my experience was, was that I kind of had all these fears. They were like maybe kind of circling around my head. They would pop into my mind. And I just started surrendering and I just started mm-hmm. asking. I just started asking to find some softness and some ease around those fears. So I wasn't asking for my fears to just go away. 
I was just asking for more softness and more ease around those fears. And so what I kind of experienced was that every single day or every single week when I was being called to step out of my comfort zone or do something different, those fears, they, they might still be there in my head, but they were softer. They were more muted. They were just kind of more in the background. Yeah. And it was like they were being melted almost away from me as I needed them to. That's amazing. Yeah. So as you're going through your journey and as you're going through your path, the fears are like gateways almost. And as you're ready to overcome them, they will soften. Yeah. You know, like fears, it means you're going out of your comfort zone and that means you're growing and expanding and it's not easy, but like it's an opportunity for growth and learning and stepping into what you're being called to yeah exactly so that's what I'd say about that um Katrina my my question for you is a little different I want to know what are your favorite aspects of being on a spiritual journey like what's the good stuff that you love you know when you do a job that drains you it's like draining your energy yeah everybody knows what that feels like but like this work that I'm doing now, it feels so f- like filling up my cup instead of draining it. And it's just so fun. And I just love getting validation from clients. I always get really good feedback and that's exciting for me. Makes me feel good. Like I'm doing the right thing that I'm, yeah. what you're doing is working and that it's helping people. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel that too. I share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if I'm in a person's chakras and I see something like, let's say I see when they were a kid, they were more like ignored and like they're the adults in their life, like either their parents or their grandparents, like weren't very emotionally available. And that that's like affecting their heart chakra and their ability to like love or something, you know, that's just an example. And then I can, I can say, this is what I saw. And then the client will be like, yes, that's, that's exactly how it felt. And, and then like, that's an example of validation, right? Like I, I can use that information and then say, okay, well, like, here's the solution. Like I ask their guides, like, how can they, how can they improve the balance of their energy here? Or how can they heal it or whatever? And then I always get solutions. So that makes me feel really good. Like just being able to like be a conduit for that connection yeah, for people who aren't already like connected to their spirit guides and everything. And I just love all the fun tools. Like I love having crystals. I have this just little cluster of clear quartz with me right now. And I, I always have a crystal in my bra. (laughs) I'm always wearing my tiger's eye bracelet that my aunt gave me and I just love like using oracle cards and like it's just so fun (laughs) like doing all the spiritual things and and you know I really love developing relationships with my guides like over time like I deepen my relationships with my guides when I'm in meditation or like sometimes new guides come yeah. Um, it's yeah. just so exciting for me to be able to connect with guides like this in this way and to continue like developing relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jen, the last question is what three words would you use to describe your spiritual awakening and why? <laughs> I can't answer this without being dramatic. Please be dr- as um, dramatic agonizing. as possible. <laughs> Don't censor yourself. <laughs> agonizing. Um, <laughs> agonizing. Uh, but also beautiful and infinite. Yeah, infinite. So agonizing, beautiful, wow. infinite. Infinite. I want to hear more about yeah. why you chose those words. Um, because it, it's you know, spiritual awakening, it's, it's not like a destination. It's this unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't know that it really ever ends. I think that it's something that we continuously go through. And I think that a lot of the times, you know, if you're somebody like me and you feel 
the weight of your calling on your shoulders sometimes, like you're being asked to really step up in ways that are, can seem kind of overwhelming at times, uh, then there is that continuous process of facing the challenge, surrendering, and then rising up, and then facing the challenge, surrendering, rising up. And it's just this continuous cycle that we go through. And Mm -hmm. you never know what life's going to throw at you. You never know when when you're going to experience grief for example grief is something that we can never predict if we lose someone we love and then suddenly we're hit with grief and then suddenly it can feel like we're lost again how do we cope with that these types of things can happen to anybody at any time and no matter how much you know work you do or how healthy or well you feel you are sometimes life has plans that can be very challenging and it's, it's just how you show up and how you move through those things that makes you a spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah. It's just part of being human. Yes. Like it's, yeah. it's up and down and it's hard and it's fun and it's agonizing and it's light sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just all part of the whole spectrum of humanity. So you, Katrina, how about you? What three words? So... For me, I guess I would say healing. Mm -hmm. My spiritual awakening has been very healing for me. Like I said, I used to be more of a person struggling with depression and like really just symptoms of being out of alignment, which feel awful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So much anxiety, so much anxiety. And now I feel like I've, the, the awakening has been very healing because it helps me, like I said in earlier questions, like, seeing things from a higher perspective, facing my shadows, doing lots of healing work, healing my ancestral mm-hmm. wounds, like all that's just the tip of the iceberg, like so much healing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say another word would be unexpected because I wasn't really like, I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> really? For me, it was like, oh, my life, like there's more to life than what I was told, you know? And so that was very unexpected. And I wasn't really spiritual before. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the last word is clarifying because I just feel like I have more clarity in my life now, like having my spiritual awakening and like having the level of spiritual awareness I have now just helps me understand things so much more than I used to. And, um, you know, like an example would be my throat chakra. Like I've told you yeah, before, yeah. and I think I talked about it earlier that my throat chakra has felt very clenched, um, like physically clenched. I don't know why my throat clenches and it does. And um, so now I can realize with, with my awareness, I've, I've done like past life readings on myself and I've, I've done past life healings. And I realize it's because I've had many past lives um, where I was persecuted for speaking my truth and that energy is held in the throat chakra. And actually I had a past life where my husband like cut out my tongue because of, I I was like, not docile enough, you know, um, that's just an example of like, I can have clarity when I in my own life with these types of things, you know, and it just is life-changing, you know? Yeah. 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 So clarifying, unexpected and healing. Those are my words. (laughs) That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of your stuff too. And I just love talking to you. I feel like we could talk for hours actually we have talked for hours about these things and we do yep <laughs> we still yeah. do like last the first episode we recorded it was like three hours of zoom time like mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. it felt I felt like it anyway like it didn't feel bad but it felt like we were talking for so much time because we have so much to say yeah. about it <laughs> yep yeah so anyway in, in the nature of that um we're going to have lots of episodes and we're going to keep, this was a longer one, but most of our episodes will be shorter. And so that way we can kind of explore all of these different topics and all these different ideas. 
Um, we're really excited to share all the things we have coming up for you guys. Yes. And this season on the Sacred Soul podcast, you can expect us to talk about a variety of spiritual topics, including the divine feminine, intuition, sisterhood, chakras, daily practices, past lives, and just so much more. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.